Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you so much for joining us. We begin with another dramatic and deadly turn in the coronavirus outbreak. Today, health officials in Washington state announced four new deaths, bringing the total to six, all in the Seattle area. Researchers say the virus may have been circulated in the area for weeks, undetected, and more cases are likely. There are now at least 100 cases of coronavirus in 14 states around the U.S. And moments ago, Vice President Pence said the first treatments for coronavirus could be available in the summer. There's a lot to get to tonight, and we have teams covering all angles. Jonathan Vigliotti leads us off in Kirkland, Washington. King County, Washington, is now the epicenter of the nation's coronavirus outbreak. We have moved to a new stage in the fight to contain, mitigate, and manage this outbreak. County Executive Dow Constantine. We are in final negotiations to purchase a motel in which we can place patients who are in need of isolation. Of the at least six dead across the state, four are from the life care center in Kirkland and were among five that passed away nearby at Evergreen Health Medical Center. The sixth person in the state who succumbed to the illness lived in Snohomish County. All were over the age of 40. How they were exposed to the virus remains unknown. They're being held hostage in a Petri dish. Carmen Gray's mother, Susan Haley, is under quarantine at the facility. You asked for your mother to be tested for coronavirus. What did they tell you? That she did not meet the criteria at this time. We're trying to find out what what it is that they're doing for her. How do you hold it together I'm with such composure? I'm not holding it together too well. I, this is beyond frustrating. Tonight, fear across America is growing, with cases confirmed in at least 14 states, including in New York, where a healthcare worker who returned from Iran with the virus is now quarantined in her Manhattan home. 
And overseas, as the number of new cases reported in China slows, clusters of infections outside of the country continue to expand. <laughs> Students in Milan are being taught virtually, with the number of coronavirus cases in Italy doubling over the weekend to nearly 1,700. Pope Francis caused concern, stopping to cough during Sunday prayers. Vatican officials say he's only suffering from a bad cold. In Paris, tourists have been shut out of the Louvre. The art inside the world's most visited museum now off limits. But back in Washington tonight, there's concern the death toll at this nursing facility will only grow. And state health officials say resources are stretched thin and only the critically ill are being taken to the hospital. They believe there are many more people out there with the virus that don't know it and warned this could be the tip of the iceberg. Nora. All right, Jonathan, thank you. Today, the North Star Mall in San Antonio, Texas, was closed for a deep cleaning after word that a woman who tested positive for the coronavirus visited there over the weekend. Schools and hospitals all over the country are taking action. And Meg Oliver reports tonight on whether America is prepared. Officials trying to calm fears today, urging preparedness, not panic. We are prepared and we are staying vigilant. One school in Little Falls, New Jersey, now disinfects four times a day. But you're in full preparation Absolutely. Mode. In case a pandemic happens, you're ready. Absolutely. From cleaning to teaching remotely, Superintendent Tracy Marinelli says her district is ready for the worst. Teachers are proficient in virtual classrooms, and every student has a portable device to take home in case of an emergency. If I hit this video chat, every student will show up on my page. Some schools in at least five states closed today. But at the front lines are hospitals and nursing homes. These assisted living facilities, the nursing homes, um, you absolutely need to take proper precautions about who's being allowed in those facilities. Some people are stockpiling supplies, buying masks, hand sanitizer, water and paper products. Retailers warning there may be a shortage. When people are in a panic, they're going to buy as much of it in bulk. And now the National College Players Association, an athlete advocacy group, is calling on the NCAA to consider holding March Madness games without fans. I talked to several superintendents across New Jersey today. Many of them are sending out letters like this one, asking students to stay home if they're sick. But some admit they still don't have plans in place. Should the virus spread so widely, schools are forced to close. Nora? That's big news about March Madness, too, Meg. Thank you. Tonight, the CDC recommends travelers avoid non-essential travel to China, Iran, South Korea, and Italy. Many big carriers have suspended flights to those places. And we're learning about new screening procedures for passengers entering here in the U.S. Chris Van Cleve is at Reagan National Airport. And Chris, how will this virus impact travel? Well, airlines have already suspended flights to the hotspots, but they're canceling other ones and say there could be more to come. Businesses like Amazon and Google are suspending business travel for tens of thousands of their employees. That means bookings are soft. Airlines are worried. Some are telling employees to take unpaid leave and freezing wages. British Airways, because of declining demand, has canceled right around 200 flights so far for this month, including 12 to JFK. Nora, typically that's their most lucrative route. And Chris, what about those potentially six passengers from around the world? How are they being screened? 
We're getting new details about that. Vice President Mike Pence says the way they want this system to work is that they'll be screened before they leave the country of origin. Then they'll be screened again when they get to the U.S. They're looking for signs of increased temperature or other signs of illness. If they show it, they could be taken to a hospital immediately upon returning to the U.S. Now, starting tonight, people who are returning from China or Iran or have been in those countries in the last 14 days and are U.S. citizens will be screened as they arrive at 11 U.S. airports. Foreign nationals will not be allowed to enter the U.S. at all if they visited either country in the last two weeks. Similar health screenings are being implemented as we speak for South Korea and Italy. Vice President Pence says they should be in place by the morning. Nora. Those are strict. All right, Chris, thank you. Later this week, Congress is expected to take up a $6 to $8 billion package in emergency spending to help fight the coronavirus. This is President Trump says travel restrictions and quarantines have helped contain its spread. Paula Reed reports tonight from the White House. Accelerate the development President Trump today challenged the leaders of major pharmaceutical companies to see who could manufacture a coronavirus vaccine the fastest. Will seek to bring all effective treatments to market as soon as possible. The administration is also grappling with a shortage of test kits for the virus. CBS News has learned government officials discovered contamination in a CDC lab in Atlanta where the first batch of test kits were developed. The Department of Health and Human Services is now investigating. In a statement, the FDA said the issue has been fixed and these tests have passed extensive quality control procedures. HHS says it now has enough kits to test 75,000 people, and the administration loosened restrictions on state and private laboratories developing their own diagnostic kits. The estimates that we're getting from industry right now, by the end of this week, close to a million tests will be able to be performed. President Trump is holding a campaign rally tonight in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's expected to draw about 13,000 supporters. And earlier today, the president said that he believes it is safe to hold an event like this, even amid this larger outbreak. Nora. All right, Paula, thank you. Worldwide, the coronavirus death toll now tops 3,000, with nearly 90,000 cases. But even those numbers are nothing compared to what could happen in the months ahead. Today, CBS News' Jim Axelrod spoke with one of this country's top experts from Harvard on viruses who has a startling prediction. The number that I think is grabbing a lot of people is this estimate. 40 to 70 percent of the world's adult population could be infected. Yes. Accurate? That is, uh, it's a projection, so we will find out if it's accurate as things go on. Adding to the alarm, the virus can spread so rapidly people can transmit it before they know they're infected. So what would that mean in the U.S., where there are more than 200 million adults? 200 million adults, 40% becoming infected, yeah. So 80 million That is a lot of people, yes. I think there's a reasonable chance that there will be public gatherings will be restricted. If Harvard epidemiologist Mark Lipsitch's models are even close, that's alarming, especially because 1% of those who get symptoms are projected to die. But his projections come with caution. There's another factor there that we don't know, which is of the people who get infected, what proportion of them are going to get symptoms at all. If it really does spread as widely as that projection says, and that's what I think is likely to happen, then there are going to be millions of people dying, and I don't th think there's any way to get around that. But even Lipsitch's warnings come with an important perspective. Is this coronavirus an existential threat? 
This is not an existential threat. It's very much like a, a bad pandemic of influenza, which we experienced arguably twice or three times in the 20th century, but none of those brought civilization close to its knees. They, they made things awful for a while. And this won't either. And this will not either. Jim Axelrod, CBS News, Boston. We turn now to campaign 2020 and some dramatic changes. Amy Klobuchar dropped out of the race today, one day after Pete Buttigieg called it quits. And tonight, both are expected to endorse Joe Biden, giving the former vice president a big boost on the eve of Super Tuesday. Ed O'Keefe reports on this sudden change. Thank you, everyone. As early as this morning, Senator Amy Klobuchar was telling her supporters not to give up. I'm in the top five of vote totals now. But this afternoon, she was out. And tonight, she, along with Pete Buttigieg, who dropped out yesterday, planned to endorse former Vice President Joe Biden at a rally in Texas. It's meant to consolidate the moderate wing of the Democratic Party and blunt the rise of Senator Bernie Sanders. There's an awful lot of people who are running for office who don't want to run with Bernie at the top of the ticket as a self-proclaimed socialist. One endorsement still on the table, that of former President Obama. Biden tells our Caitlin Huey here. Burns he hasn't asked for it. It's important that I demonstrate that I earned this on my own. Biden is on a roll after a big South Carolina win, a primary that drew the highest Democratic turnout ever. His crowds and fundraising have both seen a boost. But Sanders is still the national frontrunner. Polls show him ahead in delegate-rich California and Texas and neck-and-neck neck with Senator Elizabeth Warren in her home state of Massachusetts. The corporate elite is getting very nervous about our campaign, and uh, they are doing everything that they possibly can in every way uh, to try to stop us. Former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg, who says he's not going anywhere, spoke with both Buttigieg and Klobuchar today. I thought both of them... Uh, behaved themselves is a nice way to phrase it, but they represented their country and their states very well. And I felt sorry for them, but uh, I'm in it to win it. One other good sign for Biden. He raised about $10 million in the 24 hours after his South Carolina win. But Sanders and Warren have raised much more, and they're all dwarfed in a financial sense by Bloomberg, who appears tomorrow for the first time on a ballot. Nora? All right, Ed, thank you so much. Let's bring in our chief Washington correspondent, Major Garrett. All right, Major, where could these endorsements help Joe Biden? So positive developments, but probably not going to have maximum impact tomorrow night, Nora. Why? Because three big states, California, Texas, Colorado, have been voting for a while. It takes a while for voters to process this. Plus, Bernie Sanders and his supporters are going to look at this and say, the establishment is after us. We better gird and work even harder not only now, but in contests to come. So what are the contests to come? Well, next week, several races, two big prizes, Michigan, Ohio, 261 delegates. One week later, three contests, Florida, Illinois, Arizona, 441 delegates. The message to those thinking about Joe Biden, he can deny Bernie Sanders the nomination outright and keep this fight going. Some big prizes still ahead, even Indeed. after Super Tuesday. What kind of pressure does this put on Mike Bloomberg and Senator Elizabeth Warren? Completely different. First of all, Mike Bloomberg, what is his slogan? Mike gets it done. What's the it? Delegates or victories? If he doesn't have very much of either tomorrow, the whole rationale for his campaign implodes. Elizabeth Warren, who in the Democratic Party is going to pressure the last woman standing to get out? Answer, no one. Why is she staying in? Possibly, Maura, to position herself at the Democratic convention, if it's deadlocked, as a compromise sitting between Joe Biden 
and Bernie Sanders. To have some leverage. Major Garrett, thank you. And this programming note will have live coverage of the Super Tuesday returns tomorrow, beginning at 8 Eastern, 5 o'clock in the West, right here on CBS News. Tonight, a 200-mile stretch of Interstate 80 remains closed in Wyoming more than 24 hours after at least three people were killed and dozens hurt in a pileup involving as many as 100 vehicles. It happened during a brutal winter storm. Workers are still untangling and removing cars. The highway is expected to reopen tomorrow. Tonight, the Los Angeles Police Department is investigating a tense confrontation today at the home of the Los Angeles County District Attorney. Protesters from the group Black Lives Matter knocked on Jackie Lacey's front door at around 5.40 this morning. Well, Lacey's husband, David, opened the door and briefly pointed a gun at the protesters. Lacey later apologized. She is L.A. County's first black district attorney and has been the target of protests over her office's handling of high-profile cases. The third time may be the charm for Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Exit polls show Netanyahu has a narrow lead in Israel's third election in less than a year. But it's not clear if he'll be able to form a majority coalition in parliament. Netanyahu, seeking his fifth term in office, is due in court this month to face corruption charges. The actor's actor, James Lipton, has taken a final bow. Lipton died today at the age of 93. On his show Inside the Actor's Studio, Lipton interviewed the biggest stars in show business. Here's Don Daler on Lipton's remarkable career. Our graduate, Bradley Cooper. Forget the red carpet. If you were an actor during the past few decades, this was where you wanted to be, sitting next to James Lipton, talking about your craft. Wasn't there a play in the fourth grade? There was. It was around the world in 80 days. Inside the actor's studio, which Lipton hosted from 1994 when he created the show to 2018 when he left it, featured hour-long conversations with nearly 300 of the world's biggest stars. What began as a master class for Lipton's students at the actor's studio drama school became must-see television. That phrase is legalized insanity. Yes. The intimate setting and Lipton's gentle probing allowed stars to open up like they rarely ever did. Excuse me. Born in Detroit in 1926, Lipton worked as a newspaper copy boy, radio voice actor, screenwriter, musical lyricist, producer, and soap actor. But it was inside the actor's studio that brought him fame. He was parodied by Saturday Night Live. A film which some call a chick flick, (laughs) meaning a movie primarily intended for the opposite gender of myself. After a battle with bladder cancer, Lewis James Lipton took his final curtain call at the age of 93. Don Daler, CBS News, New York. Some of those interviews lasted four or five hours and then were edited down to one hour. Nominated for 21 Emmys over the years. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, we will preview Super Tuesday, 14 states holding primaries. And we will be back for live coverage beginning at 8 Eastern time, 5 o'clock in the West for the results. And if you can't watch our evening news live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Washington. Hope to see you back here tomorrow. And good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com.